Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. This is Esther Israel. Today we'll be learning Yevamot Kuvchet 108. A mi'un document would be a recorded testimony of three to five people, men, functioning as a court, to the fact that the girl refused or rejected this marriage in their presence. Interesting to know what her original declaration would have sounded like. The Gemara and Daf Kuvchet quotes a Baraita that asks that question exactly, and answers it this way with a few possible examples. The first things that it, that it gives, first answer that it gives, as a possibility of what she might have said is, "E if she bifloni baali, it is impossible for me to live with ploni, which means so and so, my husband, could also mean my betrothed, and that is the standard miun text. One step. A little less explicit is another possibility which the Brita brings. I cannot accept this betrothal procured for me by my mother and brother. I call it one step less explicit because it might be understood that she doesn't want to be betrothed by her mother or brother and is not necessarily rejecting the man. Even so, if she later claims that this was a mi'un, it will be accepted as such. The Brita brings two more possibilities to what could be an acceptable mi'un statement in the name of Rabbi Yehuda. Each one of them is prefaced by the words Yater al-ken amar Rabbi Yehuda. Moreover, Rabbi Yehuda said. And there's also a final possibility brought in by his son, Rabbi Yosei bar Yehuda, also presented as being even more far-reaching. Here are those three statements. Rabbi Yehuda says, "Afilu yoshevet ba'apiryon, veholechet mi beit aviha levet ba'ala, veamra i efshi bifloni ba'ali, zehu miun." The girl is being carried in a litter at the head of a wedding procession. In the midst of all this pomp and splendor, she says, "I cannot tolerate Ploni as my husband." Interesting, because this is the exact same wording as the first example brought in the Brita. Why repeat it? Because considering all the splendor that the girl is sitting in at the moment, maybe we wouldn't think of taking such a declaration seriously. Come on, isn't this the Cinderella fantasy come true? How could she possibly mean it? Moreover, doesn't her sitting there in the litter, in the lap of luxury on the way to her own wedding, indicate her agreement to the marriage, even if her words say otherwise? Didn't we say a few days ago that actions speak louder than words? Rabbi Yehuda's messages take her words seriously. She's a young girl whose fate is determined by her elders, and she has no choice but to comply. They have provided all the normative wedding trappings for the girl, but she is passive. Active actions, if I might express myself thus, speak louder than words, but in this case the girl has been cast in a role in someone else's stage directions. 
There's only one thing that she might feel free to do which cannot be misunderstood, as opposed to crying, for instance, or which could crying could be easily explained as joy, nervousness, immaturity, sudden and temporary homesickness, etc. The only thing she could do, which would be clear, would be to speak out, simply and clearly. I do not want this man. Help! This would be an impossible thing for me to do. Yet, how many girls would have the guts to take the risk? Come out so clearly in public, on the way to her wedding. Come out so clearly against her family, who've probably heard her preference before, but now in public. Therefore, take it as real. The second case where Rabbi Uda informs us that we must take her mi'un seriously and at face value is this. Yater al-ken amar Rabbi Yehuda, afilu hayu orchin mesubin beveit ba'ala, vehi omedet umashka alahem, veamra lahem, i efshi bifloni ba'ali, harei hu mi'un. Rabbi Yehuda says, take it one step further. Even if there were guests lounging and drinking in her husband's house, yes, he's already her husband, with her serving the drinks, and she says to them, to the guests, I cannot, cannot abide Plony as my husband. This, too, should be considered a valid mi'un. Well, if she's still a minor, why not, actually? Maybe because in this situation she's already married, married, filling the role of hostess, and one would tend to assume that she is at least reconciled to her marriage, maybe even better. Should we assume that the young wife is just joking? Can we think that maybe she's disgruntled because of all the work with extra guests? And come on, they're not even a court anyway. How can she do meun now? Rabbi Uda says, lower your standards of some of your demands from meun to make it legitimate, because this too is a valid meun. The third case, brought in the name of Rabbi Uda, the son of Rabbi Uda, is if she went to the shop at her husband's bidding in order to bring him back something that belonged to him, and to the shopkeeper she said that same old sentence, this, claims Rabbi Yosei, is the strongest mi'un possible. Even in this case, where she's speaking, speaking before one person only, scarcely a court, even in this case where we could imagine that she's only kvetching because she was sent on errands, where we could say there's no formality to the situation, this case where one could well argue, look, she does his bidding, she accepts him as an authority and as a husband. Still, we are told to accept the grocery chat as a relationship dissolving mi'un. If she's driven to the point that she's talking like this outside of the house, to other men yet, she means it. Keep in mind that these second two examples comply with the position of Beit Hillel which we saw yesterday, that Miyun is an option not only from Kiddushin, betrothal, as Beit Shammai have it, but even in the case where the girl and the man are already married. The Gemara brings some more examples where the dissolving of the connection seems even harder, yet we will accept even the slightest hint as Miyun. These examples also connect with that which we saw yesterday, that any girl who is so young that she cannot safeguard her Kiddushim token can just walk away from the undesired relationship without needing to do mi'un even. Here we're presented with two variations on the same question. First one. What if a young girl doesn't protest her protestable marriage and then up and marries, while still a minor, of course, someone else? 
The second variation is the same thing except instead of up and marrying someone else, she ups and betrothes, or is betrothed to another. The consensus in the Gemara is to rule like Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera, that this second marriage, even second betrothal, functions as her mi'un. This active action, as I called it before, is louder than her lack of speech. I mean, lack of explicit mi'un. Halacha was later ruled this way in Rambam and Shulchan Aruch, but is no longer in practice today since Kiddushayk Tana, betrothal and marriage of minors, is thankfully no longer practiced, which was Chazal's goal after all. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.